Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys. Welcome back to our episode on Testimony Tuesdays. And basically this episode is on salvation and how to be saved. Now this week is Ashley. Now he has volunteered to um, tell his testimony on how he was saved in jail and how God has really changed his life. So I really want to pray that this testimony will impart some kind of change in your life that, you know, God will allow you to be inspired and to see that, you know what, regardless of what you're currently experiencing, God is able to use you. So without further ado, hello, Ashley. How are you today? Hi, guys. My name is Ashley Matima. I'm 31 years old and uh. Uh, my background is Black African. I'm from Zimbabwe, and I came over to the UK in uh, 2005. And uh, since I've been in the UK, like um, it's just I've had uh, a struggle, you know, with my paperwork and stuff because of the way I came in. I came in illegally, basically. So yeah, it's been a it's been a struggle, like you know, ever since. And uh, you know, I tried to uh, regularize my stay in 2010, but unfortunately, you know, because of the time that I waited, I waited five years for me to actually do something. So it kind of like was uh, difficult because I was also over 18. You know, it made everything quite difficult. So, um, yeah, when I started, um, it just, it was difficult because uh I was around 21, 2021 at that time. And also um, uh, the way I came in and also, um, you know, I didn't have immediate family uh, and everything was just working against me basically at that time. And uh, so they refused it. Um, I think I went, I, I didn't know this at the time, but I went through, you know, depression and stress and body, you know, so, I started drinking a lot and uh, taking drugs, you know, mostly uh, cannabis. And um, yeah, started going parties. And, uh, you know, because I was looking for a way out. I was looking for something to just kind of like, you know, um, validate or kind of like, you know, make me forget about my situation or my problems. In 2012, um, December, um, I went to prison. You know, uh, for a long time, uh, I was given eight years and I had to do four years, you know, for, for me, it was, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite scary because I didn't know what to expect. And I've never even been in a police station, you know, but I had to do all this time and I didn't even know how I was going to do it. I've always believed God, you know, but it was just one of them things that, because I was born a Christian and, and my family was Christians. I've always been in church and stuff, but I did have a personal relationship with God. 
So uh, when I was inside, uh, I remember uh, I started reading novels because it was boring. Now, seriously speaking, it was it was dead. It was boring. Every day is the same thing. You wake up same like same time, you know. So I, I remember like I used to uh, wake up early in the morning because the beds outside. Because people used to feed the beds outside, uh, the crows, the pigeons. So they'll come early in the morning, like 3 a.m. Because I can't sleep, you know. I'm thinking about my situation and my stress and everything. And, uh, you know, the, these beds will be just crowing and making noise. So I'm up from like 3 or 4 to like 7 a.m. And um, I have to wake up like around 8 a.m. so that I can go workshops. Um, so it was quite a stressful time for me. So I started reading novels. And really and truly, you know, it kind of worked for a bit. But, you know, of course, you know, it's it's a temporary fix. You know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be like, you know, uh, be permanent. Like, you know, it's, it's going to make me stress free or not worry or not, not think about my situation. So um, I was on remand for quite a long, for like three months, I think. And the first month I was in, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I tried everything I was. I was smoking more because I used to smoke outside, but I never used to smoke like every day. I'm a I'm a social smoker. So I started smoking cigarettes. Um I started smoking as well, weed as well, because you know you could get it inside. Um then at one time, one time I remember it was um almost Christmas time. And then uh we went we went to church. I was always going to church because you know I've always been in church and I grew up in church, so I thought, you know what, I might as well just, you know, continue, even though, like, you know, I was stressed out and I didn't know what to do. I went there and uh, they were talking about Isaiah 9, Isaiah 9, and they say that unto us a child is given, unto us a gift has been given. So it's just the way uh, the pastor was preaching, the, the guy who was preaching, the way you explained it, like a gift, you know, you cannot take back a gift, you know. When you give something to someone, like that's it, you know, you can't expect it to be, you know, to, to, to get it back, uh, basically. So it kind of like resonated with me, and I was like, huh? How come I've never read the Bible? Like, how come I've never actually, you know, sat down and actually read the Bible? Let me, let me just see, you know, because like that Isaiah actually spoke to me. So I started reading Isaiah one, and as I was reading Isaiah one. I went down a little bit, Isaiah 118. I can never forget it because it that moment was the moment when everything changed. And it said that even if your sins are as red as blood, I will make them as white as snow. I, I start crying. I start crying because I was like, wow. Like, seriously, can God forgive me? You know, um, with the things that I have done, I've been, I've been doing all sorts of things. I've been having sex left, right and center. I've been, I've been, I've been doing like crazy, crazy things, you know, you know, just to make money. I've been, I've been, I've been up and down everywhere. You know, I didn't care about no one. I just, I just cared about myself, uh, basically. So I start crying. I start crying. I start crying. And um, I remember this song. There's a Zimbabwean song that, that, you know, they actually sing those lines. But I didn't know that it was from the Bible. It says, even if your sins are as red as blood, I'll make them as white as snow. And it starts talking about the parable of the low son. 
you know that the the one that 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 says that a son you know goes to his father and then you know he asks for his inheritance. His father's not even dead, and then he gets his inheritance. He goes away and they squanders it with um with like prostitutes and his friends. And the you know there was like a farmer in that like you know in that town, and then the money finished, and and then you know he started like looking after pigs, and he's eating even the the the, the food uh, that the pigs were eating. So um. As I was reading it, as I was reading, uh, what's it called, um, I, I, Isaiah, I just remember that parable. So I was like, wow. I feel, you know, it it kind of like, I resonated with me. It kind of like, I kind of felt like as if, you know, it was actually me, the, the, the lost son. The lost son was me. So as I was flicking through the pages, I went to Isaiah 41 and I started reading verse 9. And it says that, you know, I haven't rejected you. You know, I've called you by your name. You know, you are mine. And <laughs> listen, it was uh, it was quite an experience because I wasn't expecting none of that. I wasn't expecting none of that. So um, I remember just on my knees. I was on my knees for hours because we was locked up. You know, we were locked up for like a long time. Them times I wasn't doing anything. So. I was locked up the whole afternoon from like around 12, I remember, to like five. So I was on my knees. I'm crying and 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 I'm saying to God, like, you know, God, you know, thank you for not rejecting me. Because everyone had rejected me, you know, even my family, my friends, none of them were calling, no calling uh, basically, but writing to me. And if even if I called them, they would just say, Oh, yeah, 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 call me back later, or they will not pick up. If I write to them, they will not write back. So I felt lonely. I was I was depressed. And 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 I'm reading this stuff that's saying that, you know, God hasn't rejected me, that God still loves me, that God is still there for me, that God still upholds me in his righteous right hand. So um I I remember I say to myself that Lord, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to just surrender everything to you because I can't take it anymore. You know, I'm 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 just here, you know lost basically and uh i just need you i just need you to take over i just need you to take control i just need you to 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 just make it right to just make it right and uh that was it that that was the day that i gave my life to christ so yeah uh moving on like uh three and a half years later uh i was supposed to be deported because my my people i didn't have any paperwork so basically if you get a long time if you get more than a year um, you're liable for deportation. So uh, they gave me a deportation order. So yeah, I, I thought to myself, like, listen, there's no point of me fighting this. Let me just go back to Zimbabwe and and see what will happen. And you know, uh, if God God is everywhere anyway, you know, and if if He's gonna make a way for me there, He's gonna make a way for me there. So um, the time for me to be deported came because uh, what happens is if you volunteer to be sent back. Uh, they will take out nine months off your sentence. So they took out nine months off my sentence. So I was supposed to be deported like, you know, in March. Uh, my release date was in December. So March came, nothing happened. They told me like I went there February. I saw the immigration officer on Feb in February and they told me that now nah, everything is fine. You know, uh, it, by March, they even told me that by this February, you'll be gone. I figured, yo, my birthday, uh, that's good then. You know, yeah, that, that, that that's good. And then March came, April came, <laughs> May, 
June, July, August. I'm asking them like, please, I want to go back. What's happening? Why are you not guys sending me back? And 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 they just kept me giving me reasons. Oh, this another embassy. Um, you need to talk to the embassy. I called the embassy. The embassy said, oh, just tell them that to bring you to the embassy and, and we do a travel document for you. So um. Um, I told them, I told the immigration people, they said, no, you don't need to go to the embassy because, you know, we already know that you're from Zimbabwe. So all they need to do is just give you a travel document. <sighs> it didn't make any sense because really and truly, yeah, I just, I just wanted to go back. I just wanted to go back and I had enough and I knew that they were going to play around with me. So, um, yeah, I, I was there. I was there praying, praying, praying. Then I started fasting as well. So um, when I was fasting, you know, what, 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 what came out to me? I remember one day I was sitting down and um, I, God just told me that, listen, I want you to stay here. Like, seriously, that, that, that's all I had that you just said, I just want you to stay here. And I was like, wow, um, <laughs> how, how am I going to stay here? I've already told them that I want to go back. God just said, you know what? I want you to stay here. Don't don't worry about nothing. But I want you to stay here. I was like, okay, you know, maybe just me, just um, kind of like overthinking things, or or actually just trying to, you know, rationalize my situation. So December, I remember December, my my time came for me to be, uh, to be released, and they didn't release me. So um, when I was there, I was speaking to some people, and they just said, you know what? Put asylum in. And, and and just see what happens. So I put asylum in, and then uh, uh, yeah, it was okay at first because I had a solicitor. You know, everything was working, and I put my asylum. And I thought like maybe they're gonna put me on bail, immigration bail, but they didn't. Like for 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 the whole year, for the whole year, I remember I was detained in prison for the whole year for nothing when I was supposed to be released. So uh, there was one guy from Congo I used to talk with, and he said, you know what? You need to fast. I said, yeah, I fast, though. Is that how many days? I said, I do a week. He said, bruv, <laughs> your situation, yeah, there's your situation. It needs more than a week because you are in a deep situation. I said, bruv, like, how long? He said, months. I said, are you crazy? How can I fast for months, bruv? Like, um, do you understand? And he said, like, just fast and see what will happen. I'll help you. So he actually was fasting with me. And I remember we started in December. We started fasting in December, uh, December 2017, um, January 2018. My solicitor called me and they said that they can't represent me anymore. And I was about to go to court, actually. I was supposed to go to court in, uh, I think, January the 16th. So I'm thinking, huh? God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I read my Bible every single day. Uh, there's not a day that I don't read my Bible. You know, I read every day. Um, I know you now and and I'm praying. Uh, I know I'm not perfect, but I don't deserve this guy. Why would they say they can't represent me now? And then um, I just say to myself, you know, I just have to do it on my own because I start looking for solicitors. But when you're inside, it's quite difficult because one, you have to get the number approved. <laughs> you have to put the number on, on the application form and you send it to someone and then someone has to approve it. By the time they approve it, it's two weeks already. And you call the solicitor and the solicitor will tell you, oh yeah, uh, by the way, 
uh, I don't do legal aid. <laughs> so it was it was so difficult. It was hard. So I, I thought to myself, you know what? Let me just go read these immigration law books and <laughs> and just go there uh, uh, with myself and, and and just see what happens. So I, I did that. I did that. Start reading, 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 and I was fasting as well. It was it was hard. It was hard. I remember this guy did like a you know um uh he did like you know some uh there were some words and some a Bible verses that I had to read every single day and uh yeah and uh every day I was doing that I was doing that I was doing that then um the time came when I had to go to court I went to court listen I could not believe that I was there representing myself you know uh, I represented myself and it was actually good. It was actually good. I'm not gonna lie. It was actually good, and I, I didn't struggle. I didn't start out because um I start out as well, but I didn't start out when I'm when I'm nervous. I start, but I didn't start. Out. I was I was there, like you know, just whatever they asked me, I would actually just give him uh uh the uh like you know whatever answer that I had, you know that for for me to give them, and then um can you imagine like a week after <laughs> I got released. I got released from prison. I'm thinking, why did I win the case? I could not believe it because I'm thinking, I won the case on my own. This is crazy. <laughs> but what had happened was that they gave me immigration bill. So they gave me that immigration bill. I was still fasting. But when I got released, I'm not going to lie, I was I was too gassed. I was too gassed because we were still fasting from uh, December, January, uh, February. So I got released on the 2nd of February. And then... um. Um, I went. I went outside. Um, I still fasting. <laughs> I still fasting because I was gassed. Because I'm thinking like, yo, this fasting thing really works, isn't it? Because this guy, if this guy never told me about this, that you know, just just continue to do it. Just continue to do it. Don't stop. Just continue to do it. I, I, you know, I would have stopped, but you know, I, I I stopped when I got released. I stopped, and then um. Yeah, I was outside for some time. I found the church as well. I was going to, you know, and, and we fast as well. And we fast for, for months. I remember, like, you know, uh, when we did the January fast for the first time. No, actually, the first time I fasted with, with my church, uh, it's called Carvis, by the way, uh, was the June, the June fast. Uh, and this was for the whole month. I'm thinking, you're fasting again. Lord, <laughs> why? <laughs> fast because... You know, I love fasting, but when it was for too long, because I fast every, every, every first of the month here, yeah, I fast for a week. Like every first Sunday of the month, I always fast for like one week. And one week I'm okay with it because I think I'm comfortable with it because I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, every first Sunday of the month, I always fast for a week. So I'm used to that. We fasted the whole month. And believe it or not, I don't know, for some reason, this thing just started, they, um, what was it? The wind rush. The wind rush thing started and uh, people were talking about it, talking about it. I didn't have, listen, at this time, yeah, they had refused my asylum. So they dismissed it. Basically, they dismissed it. And every solicitor I'm talking to, yeah, they're telling me there is nothing I can do to appeal it because they, they, the judge made sure that they covered all the angles. They, that, that's what they told me. They told me there is nothing. But you know what? In my deep down inside my heart, yeah, I always believed that. How can they tell me that there is nothing? 
it's it it doesn't make any sense but i remembered also that you know the bible says that with men it's impossible but not with god uh mark 10 27 because all things are possible with god and these are the things that i keep telling myself like you know especially when someone tells me that it can't be done i always say that now nah, but the bible says with men it's impossible so of course it's gonna be impossible for them but not with god because god everything is possible and um so I, I really listen yeah i go i got tired because every solicitor i was talking to they were just telling me no uh we can't do nothing unless if you're willing to pay if you're telling me that you can't you can't be on legal aid and, and nothing can be done why, why would i be paying because it means that you know i'm just paying for nothing then you know what i mean and then uh yeah so i didn't i didn't have anything pending you know with the home office which means that i didn't have any barrier the only barrier i had you know, for them not to deport me was a travel document was because they didn't have a travel document. So this wind rush came, you know, like straight after, straight after the first, after the, the 30 days, it came. I said to myself, you know what? Let me just put it in and see what happened. Can you believe it? Yeah. That wind rush thing actually saved me from being detained from that June, July till um, I think around June the next year as well. Because I had I had something pending. I, I had something with the home office. So they couldn't touch me. They couldn't deport me. Me, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So as soon as that thing went, as soon as that thing, like, you know, um, as soon as it finished, um, then that's when the son is sending me letters again saying that, oh, they said now we we you got a deportation order, we want to deport you. I think, yo, Lord, what am I gonna do? Like they they're telling me that I can't, you know, I'm not I'm not um eligible, eligible for, for the wind rush. I, I, I can't I can't get no asylum. There's no way I can just regularize my stay because I've been to prison. You know, I don't have any family. I don't have any kids. You know, so people were telling me left, right and center. You know, people were giving me advice, you know, just 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 get a girl pregnant and just just get married to someone. And me, I'm thinking to myself, but, you know, I always remember the story, you know, with every time when I hear advice, I always remember the story of Joseph. Like Joseph, he could have made his life better. You know, if he had just slept with Potiphar's wife, because listen, you know, like she, she just she, she she wanted to sleep with him, and you know, at the looks of it, she didn't want to. She she wasn't gonna say nothing, but really and truly, if he had slept with that woman, you would have suffered more than what you could have gained. So I always think of that story, like if Joseph could have said no and went to prison for 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 doing nothing, you know, I'm sure I can take it as well. So I always remember that, like when everyone always gives me advice that, oh, just, just, just get a girl pregnant or just, just, just get married. I'm thinking like, how can I get married to someone I don't love? Because me, if I get married, it has to be someone that I really love and uh, someone I really want to be with. Do you understand? So I'm thinking, ah, listen, God, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You, you just have to back away from me. And um, up to September now. September, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened because when I got released from prison, they put me on tag. And on this tag, listen, yeah, I, I was on this tag for almost two years. From 2018, 2019, almost like September 2019, I was still on this tag. I've been applying for an extension. It was 7 to 7. So I, I was allowed to leave from 7 a.m. and come back at 7 p.m. 
it was difficult because um, I live quite far from my church. So most times when I want to go to my church that, and if, I, if there's any events, I have to come back early. So um, I applied for an extension and they gave me an extension. Um, um, and they, they, they made it from, uh, instead of me coming at 7 p.m., I could come at 11 p.m. So I was happy. I'm thinking, oh, God is answering my prayers. God, <laughs> can you believe a week later, a week later after they have just given me an extension, they detained me. They put me in detention. Oh, I could not believe. I'm thinking, God, <laughs> how? How is this possible? How I'm now listen, I'm 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 now an evangelist. I, I go out evangelize, I tell people about Christ. Um I've I've changed my life. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do nothing, I don't fornicate. I'm 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 just I'm just there. I'm just there doing your work, but you you are not doing nothing for me. I remember the first week here, yeah, the first week I was hurt. I was hurt. I'm thinking, God, why, why, why? So afterwards I thought to myself, you know what? The Bible says in uh, Romans 8, uh, 28, all things work together for the good. I remember speaking to pastor and uh, my, my, my pastor and he said, listen, all things work together for the good. I'm thinking, how can this be good? <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck again. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm back in prison. And this place, it was it was like prison. It was it was exactly like prison. And um, I'm, I'm there like, thinking, yo, Lord. What's going to happen now? I'm, I'm stuck. I'm back to square one again. Now they're going to deport me. And then, um, you know, they detained me not because I obscured. They detained me because I had to have an interview with the embassy. The, the, the interview was the next day. So I had a, and I had an interview thinking that I'll be released, but they didn't release me. So I'm there the first month. I'm there the second month. I'm there the third month. I'm there the fourth month. The fifth month. Sixth month. Seventh month. <laughs> I'm still there. I'm still there. So um, I remember telling my solicitors, because my, my, my solicitors, I don't know, there was something wrong with the solicitors that I was using because they were not giving me proper advice. And they just kept telling me to wait, 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 wait. But anyway, I think also it was God working. God actually was the one who was orchestrating everything. Because, you know, sometimes you have to wait. The Bible actually says, in, um, uh, I think it's Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, 31, that, but those who wait upon the Lord, you know, uh, that, that they shall, you shall, re they shall renew their strength, that they shall be mounted up on wings like eagles. They shall run and never be weary. They shall walk and, and never be faint. And so I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I just have to wait because, you know, especially when you are a believer and when you are praying and nothing is happening, you're not getting any, no, nothing good is happening in your life. And <laughs> like, you're not getting any answers from God. People will start questioning that, like, but, but are you praying? I'm like, yeah, I'm praying every single day. Everyone, can, like, that's the question that people could always ask me. Oh, you need to pray. You need, I'm praying. Listen, I pray every single day, 12 midnight. I pray for the whole hour, for the, to every 12 midnight, every morning when I wake up, afternoon, anytime that I get, I, oh, I'm always praying. So I remember as well, like, you know, in there, in there, uh, for some time, I wasn't doing anything. I was just, going to church on Sundays and that's it. But, you know, I remember like, I remember the story of David, uh, how David, even though he was anointed as king, you know, he actually, he, you know, he didn't rush things. 
You know, it's like everything that he was doing, you know, even though he was, imagine, yeah, you've been told you're going to be the prime minister. Now, you you know, you're not going to be working as a cleaner. You're not going to be doing that. You're going to, you know, you're going to leave that job as soon as possible. But David, he was told that he was going to become king, but he's still heading ship. So I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, like, I could learn a lot from, from this guy because this guy, he went back to his ship, even though he's been anointed as king. So I think what you do when you're waiting matters because this guy didn't, you know, when he was heading ship, you know, every time he he he, uh, he came uh, to an obstacle, like there was bears that were coming to try to take away the ship and the lions, you know, David said, you know, he slayed them. David said, you know, he fought with them. So he wasn't just sitting down. He was actually doing something. So I said to myself, I think I need to do something. So um, we started me meeting up every day uh, in between seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, seven o'clock. Every single day we meet up, we pray, you know, we just share the word. We meet up, we pray every single day, not every single day. And listen, I was seeing miracles. People were, were getting released left, right and center. People were just, things were happening. I'm thinking, wait, yo, listen, um, it's God not answering my prayer too. Like, what's going to happen to me? So, um, yeah, people were getting released, but me, I'm still there. I'm still there eight months. Uh, then I put in for before bell. I went for the bell, and the judge just gave me bell. Uh, basically because of the COVID nineteen that was happening. You know, I, I always think of the story of the Egyptians and the and the <laughs> and and Moses and the and the Israelites, like uh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh and the Israelites when he wasn't letting them go. And God say, let my people go. Let my people go. God will send the plague. God will send this. He will send that. He will send. But Pharaoh was a budget. Until the last moment, until the last moment, you know, uh, uh, when God sent a plague, uh, no, uh, God sent an angel of death and it killed all the firstborns of the Egyptians. You know, I, I don't know why it, I always remember that, that that story, even though like Corona, you know, it's, it's been devastating, you know, it's killed a lot of people. But, you know, I'm not going to lie to me. It actually made a way. It actually opened doors for me because around that time, they were actually willing to deport me because I had put further submissions in um in December. And um in March, they refused. They dismissed it again. Listen, I'm at that point again where I don't have and I, I can't do nothing. My solicitors is all well, they're not doing anything. They're not telling me like I could appeal. They said I can't appeal it. They said I can't do anything. So I'm thinking, Lord, if I can't do anything, what am I going to do? How am I going to come out of this place? Because I need to have a barrier for me to be released. They're saying that they got a travel document for me. So I thought that they're going to release me. They, they're going to deport me, really and truly. Yeah. I thought that they're going to deport me because at that time I had nothing and I couldn't do anything because my solicitors, uh, really and truly, they were, not, they were not really advising me properly. So um, um I'm, I'm there. I put him. I had to force him. I had to force him to put in bail. He's telling me, nah, it's not going to happen. You don't have this. You don't have that. I said to him, like, I remember saying to him, like, listen, this bell, I'm putting it by faith. This is by faith. I'm not just putting it on myself. I know God is with it. And he put it in. And imagine the judge just gave me bail. The judge just said, you have to go. You know why? Because I've been there for too long and I haven't been deported. So, uh, uh, and he gave the immigration because I didn't have an address to stay. So he gave immigration like a month to for, for, for them to find me a place. So um, immigration now, you know, yeah, 
uh, <laughs> the Dili Dalit applied for Section 4. Section 4 is immigration housing for failed asylum seekers. So because I was I'm in a failed asylum seeker, I don't have anything. So I applied for that. And they, they didn't reply me until the day, the last day of the 20 of the of the month of of of, of the 28 days that the judge have given them. That's when they replied to me saying that um <laughs> saying that they're gonna they they're refusing it. But one of my friends had given me an address. So probation went to approve it. And on that day, on the last day, uh they released me because I had an approved address and 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 there was no point of them keeping me there. So um I'm out now. You know, I've been out for I think almost three weeks now. Almost three weeks. So I found a new solicitor and you know she's brilliant. You know, she she she's been doing everything. Like, you know, she's been chasing up with my probation, chasing up with my caseworker, chasing up with my um uh, everything that you know she she just does everything. And um yeah, so she told me to to send all the paperwork to her. I sent all the paperwork we had, you know. Um, can you imagine? We start fasting as well again because we're in June now. We start fasting a couple of days ago, six days ago now. And um, you know what? Before I entered this fast year, I was to myself, I was telling God that God, the this fast, I need something. I need you need to show me that you know you're working in my life. There need to be a sign that you know that you know that something is happening. And can you imagine yesterday, yesterday, yesterday was the 5th of June, uh, June, um, the 5th of June day, basically. Um, my solicitor wrote, wrote to me saying that they've withdrawn their dismissal, that they had dismissed my case, but now they've withdrawn it. That's the first ever, ever good news I've ever got from the home office. I've never got no good news from the home office. Ever since 2010, when I started doing my asylum, that is the first ever, so in 10 years, in 10 years that's the first ever good news they said they made a mistake they said they made a mistake so they're gonna make another decision so my solicitor told, told them that uh they don't have to make a decision right now because i'm putting in further submissions anyway so which means that i could have been deported if corona wasn't there and 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 everything that's happening right now wasn't happening and i could have been deported uh because they made a mistake it's amazing how god has turned around Something that they were saying there was nothing that my, my solicitors were telling me there is nothing I can do and to actually seeing a light at the end of the tunnel that you know they're actually withdrawing their decision saying that they made a mistake so you know through prayer and fasting seriously God has been working in my life for real because every single time that I pray and I fast you know, deep down in my heart, like when I do it, you know, because they, they, they sometimes, you know, when you just do it, but every time that when I do it and I'm really, really like digging deep, you know, praying, because, you know, fasting is not just about, you know, just you stopping to eat, you know, it's about, you know, praying, you know, you're reading your word. So, you know, no more things that you normally do, like maybe you say certain stuff that when you're praying and fasting, like seriously, it, it should actually stop. And that's what I've been doing right now. Just certain things that I normally say, you know, certain things that I normally do. I just, I just stopped it. I can actually see, you know, a move. I can actually see like God working in my life. And um, it's, it's actually, it's mind blowing to me. I'm not to someone I'm not, I know it can, because they haven't given me paperwork here. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that my stay has been regularized or anything. But to me, I can, 
you know, because I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot this past, actually, 15 years since I came in this country. You know, I've been I've been up and down. You know, I can't work. I can't study. I can't do nothing, you know, because of my immigration status. And I've been, I've just been inside out. You know, things hasn't been working for me. But I can truly say that God is actually working because if the things that happened to me never happened, like there was no way. I would have been the person that I am right now. And and God, you know, he continues to, to nourish me. And every time I read the word, it, it, it gives me hope. It gives me, seriously, you know, my situation here, yeah, to some people, is hopeless. It's, you know, I've, I've spoken to people that just tells me, no, you need to go back. You need to go back. But, you know, God always tells me that now. Nah, <laughs> where where the souls you know he told he told Joe Joshua that wherever the soles of your feet will touch that I will make part of your inheritance and I've actually grasped that verse that Bible verse that you know I'm a citizen of the world that the earth belongs to the world and everything that's in it that's what the psalmist says so if the earth belongs to God everything that belongs to God and I am a child of God it means that everything belongs to me so no one can actually come to me and say that oh you know, you don't belong here because <laughs> it belongs to my father. It belongs to God. So, you know, wh- wherever God puts me, that is where I belong. Do you feel like if you yeah. weren't in jail, would you have found God? No. The answer is no, because I've always gone to church. It's from when I was young. But really and truly, mm. <laughs> I didn't have a relationship with God because I was just doing it. Because my mom was telling me to, or my grandma was telling me to, but I, there was no relationship. It was because I don't remember a time that I was actually deep in it. So it was only when I when I went inside that, you know, that I had a revelation. If I never went inside, yeah. I'm sure I would have been an alcoholic or dead. Wow, thank you so much, Ashley, for your incredible testimony. Hearing this twice over, oh my God, has truly touched my heart. It's mind-blowing how God is able to use any situation. He's able to use anyone to do his work and to change their situation. You know, I see you every day at church and you are so obedient. You're so faithful to God's calling, to his purpose. And to think that you experienced everything like this, you know, to others, people would think, you know what, how can God use me? Like, I'm not qualified. But it's clear that he's able to use anybody. And if you are currently um, someone out there who's listening to this testimony, or you know someone who needs to hear this testimony, share it with them. You know, help them to understand that regardless of what you think of yourself to be, you know, you are not that person. You are not a bad person. You know, God sees you. He does not see your situation he does not see your mistakes he's able to use anybody you know just trust and believe in him and allow him to take over your life again thank you Ashley for coming on to our podcast and for allowing us to you know use your testimony as a point of contact for those out there who are currently having a hard time for those out there who feel like you know what God isn't able to to use me he isn't able to save me well you are wrong because he's saved Ashley he's helped Ashley and he's enabled Ashley you know to change people's lives in church and to evangelize now if there's there's anybody out there who has a testimony please do not hesitate to contact us on Instagram or our email address you know there isn't ever a testimony which is too long too 
boring, too small for you to share and understand that God can work through you. Yeah. So guys, please remember, have a wonderful day and his word is God's word.